Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's Blonde Intelligence with me, Miss Ronnie, where I always seek to give you exquisite cranial repertoire. We have a special guest straight out of Los Angeles, California, Miss Chelsea Klein. Hello, Miss Chelsea. How are you doing? Doing all right. Trying to stay sane through this <laughs> weird election week, but you know. Right. <laughs> Well, we're going to start out with letting you tell everyone a little bit about yourself. Sure. So I'm a singer and songwriter, um, and I kind of have been closeted from that my whole life. Like, no one knew that I sang. No one knew that it was even what I wanted to do, except, like, my very close family um, mm -hmm. until about five years ago. Presenting the Blonde Intelligence Exquisite Bar Jewelry and Wine Glass Collection by me, Miss Ronnie. Yes, the host of the Blonde Intelligence podcast. Blonde Intelligence exquisite bar jewelry adds an exquisite touch of class to any bar, fireplace, party, wedding, special occasion, or just a sipping style at home. Bling out any occasion the Blonde Intelligence exquisite way. The bar jewelry cups has the Blonde Intelligence logo and signature diamond and pearl theme in antique white color. Each jewelry cup is handcrafted from start to finish. Each cup is sealed, jeweled, and sealed several times to the Blonde Intelligence standard with high quality materials. On special orders, a generic liquor bottle can be placed on the jewelry cup to complement the liquor in your bar for an additional fee. The Blonde Intelligence Bar Jewelry Cup comes in three sizes for your exquisite ocular delight or as part of your personal collection of the Blind Intelligence Exquisite Bar Jewelry line. Each set, depending on size, comes with a mini wine glass or wine flute. Blind Intelligence Exquisite Bar Jewelry is available on Etsy. Shop Blind Intelligence. Years ago, and so I only started like really fully going for it career-wise recently and then just started putting out my own music a year ago and have just been trying to work hard on it ever since. Okay. So tell me this, do you think that, because I know you told me uh, earlier that you moved from Utah, do you think moving from Utah, moving to Los Angeles has helped your music career? For sure. Um, so when I first started, I started with working with a vocal coach, Nick Cooper, um, and he has like changed everything for me. My voice is completely different than it was. And I also just like, he's very good at like just building your confidence as a person too. So I think I've just kind of changed as a whole and just even like in social situations now, I feel like I carry myself so much differently, which also obviously helps as an artist. So yeah, it definitely, I don't know where I would be right now if I had tried to do it for me, Todd. Hopefully would have figured it out, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what do you consider your genre? Right now, if you listen to what's out, it's definitely pop. Um, and I probably will always be in the pop realm, but like my influences and what I'm actually currently working on are a lot more like kind of R&B and like trying to pull from like some old school stuff that's like mainly what I listened to, but I hadn't really pulled from for my first few releases. So, yeah. Okay. So tell me this. I know that a lot of the revenue for musical artists come from live performances. How have you or have you made the crossover 
to live stream in the place of live performances during COVID. <laughs> I, mean, I know I should be doing more, but I haven't. <laughs> I kind of paused um, live performances when that hit and just kind of super focused in writing. I feel like my writing's changed tremendously. I've been kind of, and that's where like my shift of genre is kind of coming from. So I think I've been focusing a lot on like where I want to go and so that I have more to sing as well once I do start doing live again. So I haven't really put it into practice, but I definitely know that streaming is going to have to be the new shift. So yeah, I need How long do you think? I mean, at least this next year, right? I think for a while, and I feel like for a while, even once there's vaccines, whatever, people are more scared now to go into crowded places like that. So I feel like for a while- Well, some places I have, you know, people send me things and they'll send me parties that they had or, you know, performances that they have or whatever. And it's like packed people and only a few people have on masks. So if you did- get the opportunity to perform live, what would be your personal restrictions that you would have in your writer? I mean, again, would depend. Like right now, right now, I don't think I would even do it. I don't want to encourage my fans or anyone to put themselves in that position, whether or not they're comfortable with it. I don't feel comfortable. Um, I think once there's a vaccine and things start to open a little more, I would still want to be cautious. I think potentially limiting crowds. I don't know. Not like capping. So what do you, what what would you consider a good crowd size being in LA taking COVID into account and everything? If you had to build your own show, what would be your ideal show for this time? I don't know how likely this is or like how realistic, but I've seen a lot of things. It's whatever you say. That's the reason why it's you. (laughs) I feel like I would want to do a show. I've seen a lot of like fake drawn up like templates of where it almost feels like everyone has their own VIP box. So there's like separate sections per party or group. So it's like you Mm -hmm. bought your together, you and your friends sit in this box. And so it's like everyone's kind of forcibly separated, has their own little seat spot. And that way, whatever. Like the opera. Venue, you know and then everyone kind of feels special they're like oh we have our own seats like I can see everything I'm not looking over crowds of taller people it's like like that almost gives kind of a nice vibe anyway well you're smaller one of the things I have noticed when I go to live shows is I think that they make the seats for people with skinny butts because when you go to like stadiums and auditoriums and different things like that to go to the shows, the chairs are so little. And if somebody has to get up and go to the bathroom, you turn it all to the side and switch it all up. And I'm like, who built this where they don't even have walking space for a person that they need to go to the bathroom? Totally. Even though, yeah, the walking space even is just crazy. And then you feel awkward. You're like, well, I got to go. I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Yeah. So tell me this. Where is your biggest fan base that you think in the whole world, not just in the United States? I asked you about the United States later. But as overall in the world, having global distribution and everybody having global distribution at their fingertips and 
even with with the Google video ads, you know, where you can get all the views on your videos. And yeah. even with uh, when you have a targeted market, what they call it, geofencing. Hi, this is Marlette with Classic Glam by Marlette, where classic never goes out of style. We're based here in Palm Bluff, Arkansas, but you can reach us on our website at classicglamgirl.com or Facebook and Instagram at Classic Glam by Marlette. Fancy. Where is your largest fan base in the world outside of the United States? I definitely, I, looking at like streams and stuff like that, I definitely have a decent London following. And I also have a good Brazil following, which I think just comes from that being like second home to me. Like I feel like in my heart, that's home. And I'll have a lot of family there. I have, that was like where my first radio plays came from. So I think I have a lot of very supportive people in Brazil as well. Okay. Now, within the United States, where's your biggest fan base outside of Los Angeles? I think I had, it was like Buffalo, New York or something. There was something so specifically random. And I'm like, I don't know why I'm getting, <laughs> I don't know, like the playlist I'm on. I don't know what's specifically random. That's an oxymoron. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was random that it was such a specific location instead of just New York. It like really zoned in. Zoned in, uh huh. A playlist that has a big following from an area or plays in. I don't know what, like, my, streaming like that is so random to me and I don't really understand it. But yeah. I'll okay. Between <laughs> social media, what do you think is the most? Or which one do you think is the most beneficial for you? Do you think that it's Instagram or is it Facebook? Is it even YouTube, LinkedIn, uh, Snapchat? Out of all of those, which one do you feel personally as an artist is the most beneficial to you? For me, it's been Instagram. I think just because that's what I use the most. So that's where people look for me and then you know, that snowballs. So now if anyone searches anywhere else, they're going to see that's where I'm most active. So they're going to go there. Um, and I like that it's kind of everything. I can share photos. I can share stories if I don't feel like it's that important, but I want to share something. There's video. It's kind of everything. So that's definitely been my go-to. Um, yeah. Okay. Tell me about your latest single. Yeah. Um, I just, on October 30th, released a new song called Karma. Um, and it was that's the one I listened to. <laughs> it was my first music video too, so I was really excited about it. Um, we wrote this song like me and two other writers, um, like four years ago, and I've just been sitting on it because I've been like very obsessed with it. It gets stuck in your head. It's so catchy. Like I really wanted it to be right, and I feel like because my journey as a singer and like being comfortable singing in front of people, the recording process, all of that was so new to me that when we wrote this right at the start, I was kind of like, I don't know if I can sing this well enough yet. Like, obviously I was part of writing it. Like I could sing it, but I couldn't sing. So you knew how you wanted it to go. Yeah, I was like, this doesn't sound right. Like it's, I feel like I'm relying on auto tune. Like it's just not what I want the song to be. So we kind of just shelved it. And I've been working really hard with my vocal coach, like weekly we're in even right now we do facetime lessons weekly and i just finally got to a point where so i was supposed to release it last halloween with the video and that's when we filmed the video 
But I still, again, we kind of rushed recording it again because I decided last minute that's what I wanted to do for Halloween. And I just was like, it's still not right. Like I and everyone else, like my family, my friends were like, Chelsea, you're being a perfectionist. Just put it out. I was like, but you don't understand. <laughs> like, it's not right. So I just kind of, I made the mistake of announcing it before I heard the final cut. So then I had to awkwardly backtrack, delete the posts, and kind of just forgot about it because I was so, I think I just got so frustrated. I was like, is it ever going to be right? I don't know if I even ever want to put this out. I'm just over it. I'm going to stop. So we put it off until then this year um I feel like like I already said during all this lockdown I feel like I've grown more than I have in like the past three years combined so we finally were just like my voice coach was like Chelsea I I think this song will sound so different if we go back in and cut it one more time and I was like oh I'm so over this song but okay fine let's try it and then it finally (laughs) finally sounded how I wanted it to so then I just had the people who did the video like put the right song in and was like, let's just go for it. It's very like spooky vibes, Halloween. Why not just put it out for something fun for people to enjoy during all of this craziness? So, Okay, so you held on to this song for four years and you was a co-writer on it. Yes. What significant meaning does it have? Because it has to have some type of meaning for you to hold this song for four years and to keep. I I say molding to keep molding it to perfection. So what is it about this song? I think it just makes me feel like I ha- I'm back in control. I'm a huge like I'm not confrontational. I don't like to get mad at pe- even when people have done me wrong and it's like on paper like anyone would say they wronged me and I should have stood up for myself. A lot of the time I will just cut it and walk away. And sometimes looking back, especially the day we wrote this song, I was looking back at situations where I'm just like frustrated with myself. So I'm like, why didn't I say something? Like, I wish I would have felt a little stronger in the moment to be like, Hey, I don't stand for this. I'm not okay being treated like that, you know, just like a little something. But I always have been the type of person too, who's like, well, karma will handle it. Like they wronged me. Karma will deal with it. It's not, up. I don't need to get back at them or say anything like the universe will deal with it. So I think that day I came into the studio feeling frustrated because I felt like at least seeing the perfect Instagram pictures, like it seemed like karma hadn't helped me out. And I was like, I wish I had done something like, come on, karma, you're supposed to have my back. So then we were like joking around if like karma was my own personal hitman and like I could just send them out on people to like get back at them for what they'd done to me. So we kind of just wrote it from that perspective. And then I took that for the video too, to be like evil without actually being evil. Cause that's just not me. Like, I don't feel like I need to seek revenge, but it helped me feel like maybe I was, you know? So you use it basically therapeutically. Yeah. That's the reason why you held on. So <laughs> totally. <laughs> so how do you feel about the final outcome? I feel good about it. I think, It's definitely to, I think, a good time with my transition of my style and like what feels most natural to me. It was good to put it out now because it is different. So I think I was ready to like not part ways is wrong because it'll always be like my song. You know what I mean? But it was a good like time to finally just 
give it to my fans, release it for me too, to like therapeutically just be able to say my piece and now move on to the next chapter. So yeah, I feel really good about it finally being out. I don't have to worry about it, overthink it. It's just done. Like the meaning means something to me and hopefully will hit with other people as well. So was it part of a, a album or was it just totally a single? Just a single, um, especially at the beginning, like a couple of my songs that we released were from that time as well that I released last year. And I think we just did a ton of singles to kind of explore what even worked for me or like what direction I wanted to go in. So none of them felt like a cohesive project. So I just kind of a couple random singles here and there to test out what worked, you know? Okay. In one interview I did, an artist made a comment to me that with COVID that he started releasing music much quicker than what he normally would. So with you and dealing with COVID, what do you think that is a good time frame for the life of a single before you release the next one? I typically in my head decided at some point, I don't know why, that it was once a month. But I do think it depends. Like normally at the the height of lockdown, I think people were constantly consuming and just wanted more. Like I don't like to look at it of like, oh, but it needs to ride out its life, especially right now as a newer artist. Like it's not like I'm trying to make the charts. Like I'm not there yet, you know? So I think just giving Wait a minute, do you do you even register for the charts? Yes. <laughs> okay. Well but, then you might. <laughs> yeah, you never know. You totally never know. But I think the more as a new artist, the more sides you can show and the more content you can give people, there will be a little bit more of something for everyone. Not everyone, but you know, like I think the more the better almost. So I think if you have finished product, put it out there. Um, but then there are weird times like right now where everyone's stressed and no one's like wanting to self-promote and like, well, election but listen to my new song like it's just not the time <laughs> so it just kind of so you don't feel like right now is a good time to you could use your dollars other places than promotion right now sure and just it just feels so tone deaf like the last thing that I care about right now is getting my streams up like I just it doesn't matter like if there's something that resonates that I feel like maybe would be an uplifting good like resolve for people to Mm-hmm. musically and therapeutically sure but I'm not trying to like promote you know okay so what are your plans for the future being the artist Chelsea Klein what are your plans what are you what are your achievable goals that you have in place right now I definitely I think one of my big things since my last single um was just what was your last single my last single was in August, the end of August, and then I planned for this one. Um, I kind of, I just want to start putting more out. Like, I think I just overthink things and sit on songs, clearly, four years. I sit on them for so long, and it's like, I just want to start creating, and if that's what I was feeling in that moment, I want to put it out, so that by the time the next song comes, I can put it out, instead of feeling like... I'm already over the song, you know, like I want to be excited about it with my fans as I'm putting it out. I feel like when you sit on something for too long, it's like, well, this song, but 
my head is still at my new music, but here's this one, you know? Are you a lady? I think I just want to put out a... No, I'm a Capricorn. <laughs> and you're indecisive? What? Okay, What's your mood? I, I think I'm indecisive. Well, I'm... So I'm all Capricorn, but then Pisces rising. Okay. But I think my issue is like when I don't, when there's too many options, I don't know which one to pick. But once I have, if I have a vision, I'm all You're going to stick with it. <laughs> you're going to yeah. stick with it. Capricorn's <laughs> going to stick with it. And even if yeah. you feel like it's not going anywhere, you're going to keep on going and keep on going and keep on going. And it don't matter what nobody else says. You're just going to look at them and keep on going. So, my mama Capricorn. <laughs> it's so real. I'm such Capricorn. It's so bad. But yeah, the indecisive thing, I don't know where that comes from. But yeah. Look, it's, you know, when you go on down the chart, you have all kinds of stuff. When I went through my chart, my. Mary Ruth's Organic is a number one Amazon bestseller wellness brand dedicated to immune support and gut health products. Made with high quality, non-GMO, plant-based vegan ingredients with the fewest number of allergens possible. Mary Ruth's organic health products are Cat's Claw, Elderberry, Lemon Balm, Adrenaline Focus, Ionic Zinc, Ginseng Vitality. Find Mary Ruth's Organics on Instagram at Mary Ruth Organics. Blind Intelligence is a Mary Ruth Organic Partner. Sun is Leo. My moon is Gemini. And I'm like, I am so loving. And, and people say I'm so mean. But then I found out my Venus was Cancer. But my rising is Leo. So I have a lot of fire. But I'm very compassionate and caring. And people try yeah. to take advantage of it. And when they take advantage of it, then they get my Gemini, the queen of swords, and I cut you off. Yeah. That's the way to be, honestly. you got a good mix in there. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me this. I asked this question to another person. So I'm going to ask you. How is it for you to work on a project with somebody Finish it to completion, but not care for the person personally. Like the person I'm collaborating with? Mm-hmm. How would you handle that? Or how did you handle it? Luckily, I have worked with a lot of people that I really enjoy. So I've been lucky on that front so far. I think... You know it won't always be like that. No, <laughs> I think... I mean, my personality is just so, like I said, like, I think I would just put a smile on, be nice, because that's who I am, and we would get through it, and if the music's great, then cool, thank you, on to the next now, you know? I think I would just try to get through it as best as possible and see it as, like, a learning experience. I also, the Capricorn in me does well with, like, business, so, like, just get it done. I'm not going to, if that's the way it's going to be, I'll shut off the Pisces in me and just work on the work and be done. <laughs> okay. If you had the chance to work with any artist, who would it be? That's a hard question. I think. And they don't have to be alive. Oh. 
that changes things. This is okay. this is Chelsea's world. <laughs> I would love. I mean, I don't know what the song would be, but I would die to work with like SWV. I would die. Um, when how are you gonna do it if you're gonna die? <laughs> I'll die after it's finished because it'll just be the craziest thing that's ever happened. Um, <laughs> But like, I wouldn't want to sing on that. I would just want Whitney to do her thing and then just maybe like say one word so that my name could be on it, but just let her shine, <laughs> Whitney. And then I also think it would be really fun to work with like Usher or Bruno somewhere in there. So the last part is achievable goals. Well, the first part is achievable goals. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Well, is there anything else that you want us to know about Miss Chelsea Klein? Well, I have a thing that I started recently. Um, I set up my email list, but it's not mm -hmm. just like newslettery promotional stuff. So when you sign up, you get my personal email address and I want it to be like a two way street. So my fans who have already signed up for it, like just chat. They can respond to my like behind the scenes stuff if they want to, or if they need something and want to reach out to me because they need someone to talk to. I just wanted to build a space that made people feel supported and cared about and not alone. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I just want people to feel like I want to lift up my fans the way they lift me up. So I kind of created a space where they can communicate with me. I felt like my Instagram DMs, like it just feels so, I don't know, like not a full conversation. Impersonable. Yeah. So I started that. So if anyone's interested, I would the link is in my bio on Instagram as well as just the first thing that pops up on my website, which is chelseaklein.com. So that's something that's been really fun that I've been working on and just kind of like a little bit of my heart because I want people to always feel cared about. I feel like that's one of the worst things. It's just like when you feel alone, even when you have all these people around you, you feel like you've known to talk to. So I want people to know that I'm here if anyone needs anyone to talk to. So yeah, people should sign up for that and just my music and, you know, connect. Okay, where can we find your music and what's your social media handles in case anybody want to follow? Yeah, um, it's Chelsea Klein Music on Instagram. And then, like I said, ChelseaKlein.com. My website kind of has links to everything. Um, Chelsea Klein on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, YouTube, kind of wherever you listen to music. Okay. All right, I thank you for coming. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Bye-bye. Advertise with Blonde Intelligence, where our listeners experience exquisite cranial repertoire. Blonde Intelligence is a new podcast and video channel featuring entertainment, musical artists, producers, entrepreneurs, as well as discussions on social topics, making the Blonde Intelligence platform suitable for a wide variety of product ad types. Video, Instagram TV, YouTube, and links shared to all Blonde Intelligence social media pages and select group networking platforms. This creates a collective base of over 50,000 potential sets of eyes on your product or service. Each sponsored ad will feature on both the podcast and video platforms. Sponsors have the choice of either a voice ad or audio video ad, with three options for placements. Create a win-win business partnership by advertising with Blonde Intelligence.